You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Hi, my name is Blake, and I have just a quick note before we get started. Actually, it's more like a recommendation, because this podcast is an immersive audio experience, part fact, part fantasy. So it's best that you listen with headphones on, imagination on, and everything else turned off. Welcome to Abandoned, the All-American Ruins podcast. Season 2, Episode 1. Isabel and the Allentown Mafia. Isabel notices everything. Everything. She notices feelings before they're revealed, details before they're missed, vibes before they've been reverberated. Energies that may or may not be there, floating above us and among us and all around us. It can be a blessing and a curse. And come closer. At this moment, Isabel is convinced that this is where the Mafia brings people to die. Or something. I don't like it. We duck under the broken garage door in a delivery dock at the back of the building. The large gap that allows us fairly safe passage is either years of wear and tear or man-made. It doesn't feel good. I know that. I've seen this kind of jimmy rig before, where another all-American ruins junkie figures out how to break into one of these architectural relics of drudge and decay, and leaves the gate unlocked for the rest of us. I'm usually alone when I encroach on this kind of moment. It's how I've learned to survive the past few years, but today, my exhaustive journey isn't done in a silo. Today my imagination doesn't run wild alone today. My friend is with me on a weekend expedition to the crumbling Allentown, Pennsylvania. After all is said of the industrial might of Pennsylvania, the opportunities for profit, for plants, for a place to work, the greatest appeal of the state to the greatest number of people is still to be found in the thrill of a visit to or a vacation in this land of beauty, fun, and history. Western's Allentown plant is in the vanguard of today's growing trend toward miniaturization, whereby an entire telephone central office may someday fit into a space no larger than a living room. In season one, we started in Allentown. Not for any particular reason, it was just a place I drove through towards the beginning of the pandemic, and I saw a ton of abandoned buildings that somehow felt familiar. A couple of weeks later, I had that fateful dream about the abandoned dairy farm from my childhood in Colorado Springs where I learned to use my imagination as a tool for healing. But, well, you already know that. You already know that I explore abandoned spaces. 
You already know why we're here. To play pretend for a little bit, inspired by the real ruins of America. And if you don't, well, I'd suggest you go back to season one. These skills, once rare and costly. I couldn't have known back then, in the year 2020, that I'd be here, realizing this inherent link between an abandoned dairy in Colorado Springs from the early 90s and an abandoned dairy in Allentown from early 2021, January, two different cities in two completely different parts of the country in two completely different time zones. Allentown is steel, rust belt, old, decimated. Something bad happened here. I can see worry perched on Isabel's shoulder like a parrot as we enter the space, ducking under wires hanging from the ceiling and dodging droplets descending from tattered overhangs, small pieces of ice crunching willfully beneath our feet. Indeed, she's not wrong. This place is totally haunted. And like any other abandoned space I've visited, it pulls me in with a little bit of wonder. And also, a little bit of intrigue. Whatever the story is behind this place, fact or fiction, something's cooking in my imagination. And in my friend's imagination. I think I'm gonna stick around, but... I don't know if Isabel will. What do you think happened? I don't know. It just feels off. I peer up at the ceiling of this bruised and battered beauty, and I wonder, who did this to you? Who left you like this? This run-down Art Deco building on the outskirts of Allentown stands tall under a frost-bitten blue sky, January 2021, as a monument to the decline of 1930s local agricultural practices, and a symbol of untold dark folklore in the Lehigh Valley of Pennsylvania. Whatever that untold dark folklore is, Isabel has picked up on it. Possibly paranormal vibrations, some good, some bad. I am undeterred by her palpable concerns about proverbial hitmen doing their dirty work, but I have to remain respectful of her feelings. That's how our friendship functions, through honesty and integrity. And to be sure, I can't say she's wrong about anything she senses. My own imagination is starting to awaken. We pass from the back of what appears to be a shipping dock and find an abandoned pickup truck sitting there, doors open, keys gone. We don't dare get too close, but... Inspect from a distance this strange automobile calamity. For a moment, I think I see a body sticking out of the back seat, but Isabel has already moved into a spacious room with lots of sunlight. I begin to see outlines of idolins, the specters of plant workers past. Isabel senses something far more sinister lurking in the shadows of the decades that this historic building has amassed. I think I need to go. That's no problem. I can meet you outside in a bit, 30-ish? Yep. And like that, she's gone. 
I watch her go as my hands run along the thick glass walls that separate the sunlit washroom I've entered, five-dimensional apparitions of factory workers projecting out of my head and surrounding me on all sides. And suddenly, time travel. It's no longer January of 2021. It's January of 1935, in the heart of the recession, as union workers hustle to keep the factory running to its fullest capacity, a sole hub of commerce in an otherwise economic nightmare. People need milk. The building manager, Victor, whispers in my ear as I scream and spin 180 degrees. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Calm down. Relax. This way. And I don't know why, but I follow Victor. the second floor of the joint, past his office, which reeks of cigar smoke. A spacious area illuminated by dangerous electrical wiring and natural daylight that creeps into the open skylights above. I turn around to say something to Isabel and remember that she's vacated the premises, though I suddenly worry that something's happened to her. She's fine. She's out. The factory manager reassures me that my friend is okay, but how can I trust him? We did just meet, after all, and I'm pretty sure he's a ghost. He smiles at me under a thick, curled mustache as I trail behind him, observing his Napoleonic glide as we reach a landing that overlooks the giant sunlit hall. The more steps into the building the more ethereal it becomes. Deeper and deeper into a maze of ceramic tiles and brick walls towering above employees working below. It's cold. The only connection to the reality of the present that I have aside from my puffy jacket and thick duck boots that provide some layer of protection against the biting chill of January. It's much quieter up here. He's right. The second floor has far less hustle and bustle, boasting administrative offices and break rooms, omitting the clear hierarchy of the plant. I think about the dairy from my childhood and this dairy from my adulthood, and I find the joy and the bond between the two worlds, my former self and present self dancing through the processing and packaging of cow's milk, spanning the ages. This way. The factory manager walks me into a room boasting two freight elevators next to another long, dark hallway that I decide not to go down. Having explored abandoned spaces for a while now, I've created some basic ground rules for my various jaunts to these disintegrating places, one of which is do not enter dark spaces that have no natural light to guide you, including hallways like this one. Don't worry, you're safe with me. By now... Daylight beams down in full force overhead, careening through the holes in the ceiling, lighting up the inside of the Lehigh Valley dairy like a fire in winter, and I can see why the manager is so attracted to and proud of the grounds and the building. They're beautiful. A testament to the long-gone idea of quality construction. Don't you just love the sound of those machines? He's in my head again. The sound of the machines grips me. They putter and whir so brilliantly on this winter afternoon. I close my eyes and listen to the roar of the Great Recession. 
the roar of the current recession, watching countless people lose their jobs, struggling to live paycheck to paycheck. Moving home, astronomical healthcare costs, foreclosures, student loan and credit card debt looming over millions and millions of Americans, while the rich get richer, then demonize the peons at the bottom for being quote-unquote lazy. A system designed and working exactly as it was supposed to. Even back then in 1931, as the country began to sketch the skeleton for the WPA and PWA before FDR took the reins in 1933, introducing the New Deal to battle the mounting economic crisis. It was dying because trade and commerce had declined to dangerously low levels. Prices for basic commodities were such as to destroy the value of the assets of national institutions, such as banks and savings banks and insurance companies and others. These institutions, because of their great needs, were foreclosing mortgages, they were calling loans, and they were refusing credit. Thus, there was actually in process of destruction the property of millions of people who had borrowed money on that property in terms of dollars which had had an entirely different value from the level of March 1933. That situation in that crisis did not call for any complicated consideration of economic panaceas. My eyes pop open. The room is still except for the soothing sound of glass bottles being packaged. The chaos that just erupted inside me suspends for a moment and it dawns on me that I feel unafraid and begin to wonder how I can feel so safe here and Isabel can feel so much fear and vice versa in other situations. I peer over the balcony and watch folks in the middle of the workroom hear the factory bell sound. Lunchtime. Hungry? I am. We make our way to a break room filled with cigarette smoke and raucous laughter. Everyone seems happy here, and at first it puzzles me. It's 1935, and the Great Recession is in full force, with no clear end in sight. It's gotta end, right? He's listening to my thoughts, again. And... he's right. The resiliency of the human spirit is pretty fucking amazing. (laughs) I stare at this room full of ghosts, eating their boxed lunches and laughing, and I begin to feel warm on this blustery day. Even though this cooperative of folks, all of whom were eventually forced to vacate the building in 1989 after an unpredictable round of layoffs, will occupy this space for less than 60 years, they're my heroes. One last stop. We walk outside into the afternoon sun beating down on a foot of snow that blankets the landscape on the south side of the ruins, a few paces down from a large gash in the side of the building overlooking Allentown. Isn't that skyline something? He slowly evaporates as Isabel comes into focus, her camera strap fixed to her shoulder, We reconvene at the bottom of the stairs, snap a few more photos, then make our way down the circular driveway at the front of the building for one last look at its iconic facade. We stand there and stare, 
and a vagabond suddenly passes by. Not a ghost, not in my head. A real man walking up the driveway, pushing a cart. It dawns on me that he lives there, inside the ruins of the Lehigh Valley Dairy. Isabel and I take one final look at the property in the afternoon light before making our way back down the half a mile and change to her car. I look over my shoulder one last time, and I see the vagabond crawl through the gash in the wall. He turns around and looks at me and waves, and for a moment, he looks like Victor. So I wave back. And I don't think that Isabel notices, but I can't be sure. Because Isabel notices everything. If you're just tuning in, welcome to the second season of Abandoned, the All-American Ruins podcast. Join me every other week as I take you on an immersive sonic journey, recounting my expeditions of abandoned spaces across the United States, which I transform into fantastical audio experiences that allow you, dear listener, to dive into my imagination with me, or maybe inspire you to go out and use your own. Next time... A horse race track, a grand stand, and a love that couldn't last. The Great Barrington Fairgrounds in the Berkshires of Massachusetts. If you don't want to miss it, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget, because I'm going to say it every episode, please subscribe, rate, and review. It actually truly 100% does help this podcast fall on more ears. I promise. Also, if you like to read or enjoy amateur photography, just know that each episode this season is adapted from the original All-American Ruins blog, where you can catch up on more of my adventures. Just visit allamericanruins.com or follow me on Instagram at allamericanruins. Abandoned, the All-American Ruins podcast is hosted, written, edited, and produced by me, Blake File with studio space courtesy of Radio Kingston, WKNY, AM 1490, FM 1079 in Kingston, New York. Special thanks to Ida Hakala, Jimmy Buff, and Manuel Bloss for the mentorship and encouragement. To you, the listener, for taking the time to explore these abandoned spaces with me, and to Isabel for her own adventurous spirit. <laughs>